This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a programme called Canny View. Hosted by the team from the Stewart Group, and it's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Glenn Trillo from the Stewart Group right here in Hastings. How are you going, Glenn? Very well, thank you, Ken. Now, today we're going to talk about headline investing, separating the noise versus the market signal. But before we get there, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. Not your birthday. Not my birthday. Not your birthday, but this is the 100th Canny View program on Radio Kidnappers. Oh, it's flown by. Um... Where did that time go? Bit of pressure on me now, Ken. But yes, because this is going into the archives. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Oh, look, I, I think it's um, yeah, it's a great achievement for us, and yes. um, for, um, for us to yes. be able to um, share with the audience um, our some some of our knowledge and um, and tips and, and the way that we operate. And um, yeah, nice. You know, hopefully, our listeners have um, got things out of it. Yeah, no, our pleasure yeah. to have you with us. Now, uh, before we talk about uh, headline investing, just remind our listeners what the Stewart Group is all about. We are very much a goals-based investment company or financial advisory Mm -hmm. firm. Um, So we look at people's goals and objectives and we build a financial plan around to best uh, meet those needs or to assist our clients to meet those needs. Um, So that's all things investments, including KiwiSaver and also the risk insurance of life, income protection and the like. And you guys are experts in your field? We are. We, we certainly believe that we are. Yep. And I think we offer a point of difference to uh, many of our um, peers in the marketplace. Um, we're not just about, you know, provide us your money and we'll get, get you a return on mm-hmm. your investment. I mean, that's important. Sure. Of course, that's a byproduct of what we do. Um, but to really find out, you know, as I say, what your goals are in building a plan. And you've been in business for getting on for 35 years. Yes, we have. And I think uh, Don Stewart is a family-owned company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Stewart and Nick Stewart are uh, Don's son. And Don started out in insurance 42 years ago, mm. so a few moons ago now. Yeah, that is mm. a few moons. Okay, headline investing, separating the noise versus market signal. In, in layman's terms, what does that mean? Yeah, there's... There's a, there's a lot going on in the um, you know globally at the moment, and there's a lot of chatter in the uh, in the news. Yeah, and and this has come about. Um, you know, we've had a couple of clients that have come to us and say, look, you know, should I be concerned? Um, we've had some prospective um, clients call me up and say, look, I'm I'm feeling nervous. And if you look around globally at the moment, um, some of the touch points are the U.S. Uh, China trade mm-hmm. uh, trade disputes rather. Um, and that's impacting on the markets, and it has been over the last 12 months. Um, Hong Kong, there were protests in Hong Kong, um, yep. concerns in the Persian Gulf, and in fact, very recently, we had the uh, drone strikes yes. in Saudi Arabia, of course. And uh, Kashmir, Pakistan, and India, um, we had Brexit, um, which is a bit of a threat to the yep. UK economy and the EU. Um, so, you know, there is a bit going on in the world, and, um, you know, I'm sure that there are some nervous people out there, but it's... It's nothing that we haven't seen before. Are you surprised um, that the markets haven't dropped more? Um, the market prices things very, very quickly. 
Uh, so when when you look at something that happens globally and then the markets drop, and um, a lot of some investors will say, "Well, now's a great time to go out and buy," and um, and, and and in some way that's true. You're getting yeah. more units for your sure. money, but also in many ways you've actually just missed the boat because the event's already happened. It's what happens next yes. which is important, and how do you predict that? From a layman's point of view, it would seem to me, and not that I know much about finance, but it seems to me that the market appears to recover a lot more quickly than what it used to. Uh, very much so. Uh, yeah, and, and I'd agree with that. Mm. Um, it, it, um, and it doesn't take an awful lot to um, uh, to send a few ripples through the market. Um, you know, I, I reflect back on the last quarter of last year, uh, October, November, December, and we had a real downturn in the global share market. Mm. Now, that was driven primarily by concerns of rising interest rates in the United States. And in January, the Federal Reserve came out and said, folks, nothing to see here. Um, what you're reporting on just isn't true. And immediately we saw an upswing and it yes. recovered very quickly. So it does recover quickly. Mm. Amazing how a sentence can change a market. One sentence. One sentence. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think you know, many people thought the Federal Reserve should have come out earlier, but you know, yeah. uh, so be it. What are some of the major headlines that have happened uh, in the last year? Well, you know, I mean, I, I look at, um, if you look at 2018 and through to 2019, the major headlines, US and China, the tit-for-tat trade mm-hmm. disputes, um, the Brexit stalemate, do we have a Brexit, do we have a no-deal Brexit, um, you know, the resignation of Theresa May and Johnson coming in. We have a slowing global um, economy, and so our Reserve Bank has dropped the OCR, of course. Sure. Uh, dropped it by um, 50 basis points, which was a surprise, down to 1%. Um, and we're seeing that globally. It's just not New Zealand. Uh, this is happening around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we have uh, global the threat of global warming. Yeah. Now, during that same time period, the... Have you, we call it a MISCU World Index. So put another way, it's an index that broadly represents the global share market. The one-year return was 5.81%. Mm-hmm. The past annualised three-year return, 13.85%, or five years, just over 12%. The New Zealand stock market in the last year went up just over 17%, and, and the three-year annualised return was 13.85%. So, look, I'm putting out these figures sure. out there, but it all comes back to we have these headlines, yeah, and yet, do you know the market just takes it in a stride? Yeah, it, 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 it's a little bit bumpy, but it recovers. Uh, I wonder, are we more vulnerable being way down at the bottom of the world and being so small? Are we more vulnerable to those headlines than, say, the US or the UK or India or China? Do you know, I would... There was a time when I would say absolutely, yep. um, and yet the New Zealand share market has been absolutely firing, and it has been for a few years now. And I'm going to share some information with you. Um, I, we had a chap um, called from Dimensional Fund Advisors last week um, do a presentation uh, along with ourselves. Yep. And and he shared, and, and we sort of um, knew much of this data, but one of the slides that he shared with us it's just some of the what was being reported on the New Zealand share market in January of each year over mm. the last few years. And I'll just go through some of this. Um, the Otago Daily Times in January 2012 said, 
a middling year was expected for the New Zealand share market, and the NZX 50 went up 24%. Yes. The Dominion Post in January 13 said economic headwinds were lurking. Well, the New Zealand share market went up 16% that year. The Herald said we are probably fully valued in January 14. Well, only for the market to go up 18%. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the National Business Review, NBR, well, they almost got it right. They said the end of the golden run was, is um, is upon us in January 16. Mm-hmm. We only went up 9% that year. Yeah. <laughs> and just finally on that, and I think everyone has sort of received the message, No should advise that the um, the easy gains for share investors appear to be over. That was in January 17, and the NZX 50 went up 22%. So what does that tell us? Um, There's there's a quote, of course, that nobody knows nothing. Yeah. So everything I just mentioned here is is not disparaging against these these news sources and uh, reporters. It's just we don't know. Um, Are we fully priced? Um, Yeah, we've been talking about that for a few years now and uh, hasn't stopped us. Or as a community, as a country, or maybe even as a world now, are we more aware of, not saying it's fake news, mm-hmm. but you know, we in the old days we would look at a headline like that mm. and we would have immediately put our money in the post office or stuck it under the bed, wouldn't we? So n- now we say, okay, well, is, it, is that real news or not? Should we ignore it and just get on with our life? Is that what's happening? I, I, I tend to find news is... Um it's almost clickbait now. Yep. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of money in the media. They're under time pressure to get things out. And someone described it to me as the first thing they do is they sell advertising mm-hmm. space and then they need to then fill up the pages, if you will, with um, with news stories. Yep. And so it's clickbait. And the, those who yell the loudest gets the most clicks so you need sensationalized headlines but something i would um caution people on is if you are not paying for the content so as a subscriber if you're not actually paying for the service um what sort of service do you think you're actually getting what sort of news are you actually getting it's just clickbait is how many clicks can the um, news Mm -hmm. source get from you, from the consumer, and then of course you find that, unfortunately, you find that your private details or your data is then on sold. Yep. Okay, so it's clickbait. I don't really think it's news anymore. So I, I bring this up with um, with you all because there's no way to invest money. Okay, um, if you you couldn't possibly look at all the news articles globally about financial news articles within a 24-hour period. A, you'll be awake all night. Sure. But there's just too much information, and so much of it is just clickbait is get, get you to go into it, and there's not a lot of things that you can extract from it. No. I remember a couple of years back we were talking about bubbles. Yes. In the main, we were talking about the, the, the property bubble. It still hasn't burst. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when you look at these figures that you've just mentioned, you know, um, the shares have gone up, well, anywhere from 22 or a minimum of 9 up to 24%. If you average that out, that's pretty good. When's the bubble going to burst? Well, yeah, I mean, when is it going, going to burst? It's, I don't mean to alarm people. But a recession is coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just can't tell you when. And and so yeah. if, if, if I if I keep repeating that over and over, yes. I will be proven right at some stage sure. because we 
recessions come and go. So um, I just can't um, share with you when. We advocate very strongly as Stuart Financial Group to remain diversified. Yep. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and invest globally, okay, uh, to protect against recessions and the like. Um, it's not, I say, it's, there's nothing foolproof, but the markets reward long-term investors, patient, long-term diversified investors. You know, I was talking to a client the other day and she was concerned with some of the headline news and talking about what what happened um, very recently in Saudi Arabia with the drone attack on the oil installation. And what I said to her was, if you go back to 1990... And 25 years, so 1990 through to 2015. And you think about all the things that have happened and just some of these um, uh, takeouts, if you will. You had two Gulf Wars. You had the collapse of the Soviet Union early on. September the 11th and and the subsequent war in Afghanistan. Global financial crises, the, the worst crises to hit the market since the Depression. Yeah, the All Blacks lose to France in the 99 World Cup. <laughs> yes. But anyway, I'll say that because we've got the Rugby World Cup coming up. But, you know, you had these events happen in that 25-year period. And yet, if you had invested $100,000 in a global share market fund, index fund, in 1990, it would be worth about $500,000 mm. in 2015. Despite the wars, yes. despite September the 11th, Despite a global financial crisis, mm. it went it went from a hundred thousand dollars to five hundred thousand dollars within that twenty five year period. Amazing, isn't it? Um, so you know, the world is a complex place. There's yeah. always something going on, but the markets, you know, they they respond and they weather the storm pretty well. This is one of those headlines what you've just mentioned that uh, do cause market ripples. I mean, uh, the, the drone strike on those oil fields. Yep. It only accounts for, or Saudi Arabia only account for 5% of the oil production. Yes. But 95% of it's intact. But yes, this 5% it is. Yep. is what's driving the market down or increasing the price of oil. Yeah, increasing price of oil. And, and the concern there is, is, is not so much just that installation being hit in the way that it was mm-hmm. and therefore production ceasing from that installation. It's what could possibly come next. So it's the unknown that the market is reacting to. Sure. So is this, does this represent um, a broader conflict and is there more to come? Does the US is, is suggesting that Iran is behind it yeah. because it's too sophisticated for the perpetrators to have carried, carried this out on their own. Mm. And some people would say saber rattling from the United States and so therefore could that lead into a wider conflict and that's why you're seeing some movement in oil prices um, and so it's the unknown is what's impacting people yeah and like you say it's, uh, if we start diversing and uh, I mean look at property I was going about property and you was going about well don't invest <laughs> in property but I was just reading a couple of weeks back that uh, house prices in Hawke's Bay are stronger than they've ever been Yes, yes, and, they are. And out in Havelock North today, I was reading that uh, the best ever price for a property in Hawke's Bay in excess of $4 Over million. $4 million. Dollars. I, yeah. I've seen that headline. Um, um, you know. 
yeah, lovely property. Yes, it was a lovely and, uh, property. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they would distort the sale numbers for a month or two, won't you, with a property of that value? But, it will, but um, it sort of all seems to come back to that bricks and mortar seems to be the anchor, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. And look, we all need shelter over over our heads, mm-hmm. and we need um, landlords as well. People need to rent property. Um, look, and I'm not adverse to property as a form of investment. Okay. What concerns me about property is, once again, lack of diversification, yep. eggs in one basket. By all means, own property, but do diversify. Um, I'm old enough, and Ken, you're old enough. Yeah, very we've, old. We've <laughs> I was being polite and, <laughs> and correct, Ken. But look, um, we have seen property cycles. Yes. Okay, we, property doesn't always go up. Property can go down and will go down in value in some stage. And in fact, fairly recently, when I returned from the UK, living over there for a few years, that was in 07, 08, bought a property. That was at the height of the the first boom, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the next five years or so, and this was in Napier South, the property stubbornly refused to go in any direction in value. In fact, that's not entirely correct. It actually went down in value. I sold it five years later than less than what I bought it for. Mm. Okay, um, not not much less, but you know it doesn't always go up. And then of course it kicked on again. Sure, yeah. Uh, and um, that's the, that's a the good uh, point, though, isn't it? Because I wonder how long after you sold it, it kicked on. I mean, if you had a hung in for one more year, might it have? But then, of course, you can't hang on forever. Well, I mean, I mean, interestingly, the the property that we then went on to purchase in Hastings, we owned for three years, and that went up by a ridiculous margin. Yeah. Um, and so would of our former property. So we were still in the property market. Um, but I, what we always encourage people to do is diversify, yeah. um, and and. Also remember that, yes, there's a return on property, but there's a return in, in the share market. Yeah. Because the share market has been performing very well during that same time period. Um, Does it go hand in glove that if property goes down, share goes down? No. Why not? No, no. Completely different asset class. Yeah. Um, so if you look at the correlation or what the two have in similar, they're a completely different asset class. And we, I mean, we invest globally. Um, so our average client has over 6,000 securities worldwide mm. in some 40-odd countries. Um, so what happens is the New Zealand property market is, has almost no impact. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we do, we do um, suggest that people invest globally. Um, and, you know, the, I guess sort of bringing it back to the, the key message today is, you know, be informed. Um, you know, do read the news. Um, consider who your news source is, and actually consider paying for it. Because if you're not paying mm. for it, then a lot of it just is just headlines. It's just nonsense. Yeah. Um, understand that a lot of it is just clickbait, and it's stuff that's already happened. So, the share market is very good at pricing in these events very, very quickly. And so, whilst the news can be useful to let you know within reason what's happened what can you actually take out of it for investments probably not a lot because no one knows what's going to happen going forward okay so if someone listening to you now they're saying okay where do you get your news from if, even if you've got to pay for it where are, you, where are you getting your news from sure um i look i, I guess I'm, I'm not going to do a plug for any particular um outlet at the moment mm-hmm. but, but i look at news from about not only in new zealand um personally i look at 
news from globally. Yeah. So um, there's a, um, you know, whether it's Reuters or um, the New York Times, um, the Guardian in the UK. So I, I look at um, news globally, okay, um, and not just here in New Zealand as well. Um, and I don't mind paying for it as well. Do you think when you pay for news you get slightly more unbiased because you know, most most uh, news outlets have a bias of some sort? Absolutely they do. And it's um, I think it's more professional when you pay for it. Mm. And, and so it should be because you're paying good yeah, money for it. Yeah, of course. It. If you're not paying for it, as I say, it is um, clickbait. Um, and, you know, I look at... Um, Oh, no. Mike Hoskins, for example, yes. not everyone's cup of tea, and, and nor should he be. He is there. Half the people will agree with him. Half the people will strongly disagree with him. He is there to keep the ratings up and to mm-hmm. spark debate. Okay, um, He won't me, mind me saying that he is uh, very much right-wing sure. of New Zealand politics, and, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. He doesn't hide that from anyone, but... Um, you wouldn't want to just listen to Mike's opinion all the time because you're going to get a distorted view, which is Mike Hosking's opinion. Yeah, and that's fine. And lo- as long as you're aware of that, and I think you'll 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 do well to actually look at other news and look from the other side as well. I have listened to Mike Hosking, and uh, I find him refreshing. Not that we're going to give him a plug, but <laughs> you don't. He's probably the only voice out there with that view. Is that what you find? Um, yeah, in, in New Zealand media, that is. Yeah, in, in New Zealand media. Yep. And it's hard to believe in New Zealand media that there's only one man who has that view. Yes. Yeah. Um, What's wrong with the other guys? Are they too scared to put their head above? Like he's he's not scared, is he? Well, well, he's not scared, yeah. and and like he gets paid to do exactly that. Yeah. Um, he is there is to keep the ratings as high as they can, um, to spark debate. And you do wonder with these people, is it what they actually believe? Uh, maybe it is, mm. um, you know, you to give sure. him credit. But I'm sure that he, his job is to um, push, uh, push the barrier out um, a bit. And, Be devil's um, advocate, maybe. Yeah, well, very much so. And, and that's what he's paid to do. Yeah. Um, but look, when it comes to investments and when it comes to the news, there is always something in the world that is happening. Always something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is the share market. If you look back over time, you look back over the last 80, 90 years of the international share market, you'll see up and downs. It looks like a little bit like a heart monitor. Mm-hmm. But long term, it is a regular return period, time period after time period. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, you know, like I mentioned to you before, that 25-year period, 1990 to 2015, we saw major wars. We saw September yep. the 11th, major um, economic turmoil, and the market responded. Just about out of time, and I think mm. a great show for your 100th show. And uh, I think um, there's a, a great quote that you got in those papers that you sent me through to have a look at, a great quote from Jerry Seinfeld. I think you possibly <laughs> um, just remind our listeners of where we can get hold of you, and then you should end on that quote. Yes, certainly. So we're at 204 Kerrimer Road in Hastings, phone number 878-961. And the quote is, It's amazing that the amount of news that happens in the world every day always just exactly fits the newspaper. (laughs) Not bad, is it? I love it.
information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.